This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. I'm writing an intro. I can't write an intro. Why can't I write an intro? I'm wearing a green dress. I wish I was wearing my blue dress. My blue dress is at the cleaners. The Germans wore gray. You wore blue. Casablanca. Casablanca. Such a good movie. Casablanca. The White House. Bush. Why don't I drive a hybrid car? I really should drive a hybrid car. I really should take my bicycle to work. Bicycle. Unicycle. Unitard. Hockey puck. Rattlesnake. Monkey monkey underpants. Wow. <laughs> that was actually my band's name in college. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. whole thing. Yes. Wow, Zach. Thank that was you. impressive. That was a one take, too. One take. Nice. I can't done. do it with music, but I can do it with a lot of words. <laughs> I know oh. a show you should be on. Oh, no. Welcome to Bakersell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our We Ate Everything at KFC Woo! show. Yeah. Because uh, we ate everything at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mission accomplished because yes. we made people crave KFC. Which I I don't know if I was surprised. After a Subway show, I felt like nobody wanted to. We found out a year yeah. later that people actually ate at Subway. They Ash- didn't want to admit it. Ashley <laughs> Rose. Ashley Rose said after listening to the episodes where you review food, I always crave it. So yes, now I want KFC and I did crave Subway after you guys did that one too. I'm shocked. Vindicated. But we did get lots of photos and lots of comments from people who said they went and got KFC. Yeah. So you're welcome gre- for the business, Colonel. Greasy bags of Nashville hot sauce pouring <laughs> out. Canadian milk bags. Canadian yeah. milk <laughs> bags <laughs> of, uh, of sweet lightning. Yeah. It was great. Um, but we did get a comment from Not Briggs Parker on Instagram who said, I actually work at KFC and I will continue to make myself a chicken sandwich almost every shift. So wow. Go to. So, and that's I said. The rule is if you can work there and still want to eat the food, it's yeah. a good place. Uh, it's also lightly terrifying to know there are other people in the world that share my sister's passion for gravy. That's you. That's Zach, that's after me. the show, went and got a cup of gravy on the way home and just drank it. <laughs> well, I realized that, uh, you know how I've said on the show before, I, I really like Canada. I like it even more now after Scott Foster said gravy in Canadian KFCs is way better than the stuff down here. It was so good. We would use it at Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> so, I need to, I need it. Marketing be, I, works. I want to know how it could be better. We got to do a gravy taste I, test. I, I don't know that it can. Wait, you want to take a road trip? Canada gravy, 12 hours. <laughs> Canadian road Calgary. That's worked well for kids Closest, in the past. Yes. Hey, <laughs> too soon. And, Four years later. And then, <laughs> and then finally, Sam on Twitter, Expelliarmos, uh, says, I probably haven't been to KFC in 25 years, but now I'm craving it. Great episode today. It was finger booping good. Ah, Why didn't we say that on the was show? So that was so bug. good. We <laughs> said ear licking, not finger booping. You said yes. ear licking. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, and then I got called out because I probably wasn't going to read that comment on this episode. So boom, Twitter army. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twitter army. Very powerful. But KFC is not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? Um, well, uh, we're talking about... Gilmore Girls. Yeah, it's today. finally no, here. No, it's finally hey, Zach, here. Uh, do you want to go get a drink? Or no, Maverick no, is just down the street. Yep. You yep, stay here and you enjoy good? the wondrous. Uh, Joel's is. just going to do the show on his own, I so he'll be fine. I'm just trying to figure out what is it. What is it that finally, finally allowed us to do a Gilmore oh, Girls episode? It's called estrogen. The chicken gives us a lot of estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that's the truth. No, I'm I'm very very happy to finally do this episode. I've been wanting to do it for years. And I finally get to do it because our lovely guest here tonight, Alicia Bass, has allowed me to do so. Alicia, welcome to Hello. The Bacon Cave. Hi, everybody. Joel loves you so much right now. I, you oh. are. And, and look, I'm a big fan. I'm just a little upset about the topic. <laughs> hey, you know. A big fan of Gilmore just... Girls or a big fan of Alicia? Big fan of Alicia. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, thanks. Alicia, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Alicia. I'm a writer. I've been a fan of Bacon Cell since day one. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here finally. It's been how long since you guys started? Yeah, seven, seven years. Seven years. That's yeah. crazy. What about listening to our 
our show made you think that we'd want to do this? <laughs> well, right. she's, put it simply. she's heard Joel speak at any point. <laughs> Definitely everything Kent has ever oh, said absolutely. about Gilmore Girls. No, it was, yeah, Joel's enthusiasm for sure. And I just, I know I can talk a lot about Gilmore Girls, so... That was just one of the topics that I presented. Well, and I, you, you presented a number of great topics. As, as a, a patron, you got to kind of uh, sponsor a show and you gave us some ideas and we were happy with all of them. We're stealing most of them, but we're doing this one right now. <laughs> and before we get into it, though, we do have some questions for you. Yes. Yes. All right. Are you ready? You're as we do this, as we, as we do here on Bacon Cell, we have a series of questions, 11 questions right now, to ask you. We want your quick answer, so don't take too long to think about it. Even if you don't have a strong opinion, no, just and high. Just reminding you, you've been listening to me for like 11 years. Right. So, But just reminding you, I like <laughs> yeah. Gilmore Girls a lot. <laughs> yeah. So let's jump into this, shall we? Let's do it. No right or wrong answers here, right, Kent? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Number one, which is better, Karate Kid or Karate Kid 2? Karate Kid. <laughs> uh, which is worse, Star Wars Episode One or Star Wars Episode Two? Episode One. Okay. Mm. Do you rate movies using stars or letter grades? Letter grades. Nice. Okay. <laughs> which is more America, Rocky Four or Independence Day? Independence Day. Okay. <laughs> is Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie or a Christmas movie? Halloween. Nice. Okay. Buffy or X Files? Buffy. Ooh, wow, that's rare. Yeah. Lord of the Rings or Star Wars? Star Wars. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Which is more Christmassy, Die Hard or Lethal Weapon? Die Hard. She knows. People, no. <laughs> People know. People know. Fan of the Opera or Les Miserables? Phantom of the Opera. All right. Ooh. Labyrinth or NeverEnding Story? Labyrinth. Yes. Oh, what? And How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days or 10 Things I Hate About You? 10 Things I Hate About there You. There we go. Wow. That was close. That was pretty much even. She may have split that right split. down the middle. That was, on that was purpose? Not on purpose, I promise. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You have integrity or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. But we do. We thank you for being here, Alicia. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you for joining us tonight. And we're going to talk about something, a very casual discussion about Gilmore Girls. Like casual, like 10 minutes? Should we make this a 10 minute episode? Possibly? No. About Gilmore Girls? No. This, this is, is a leave? Friday night dinner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. But let's start out real quick. Uh, just a... I just want to talk about why we started watching Gilmore Girls. We. 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 All of us did at some certain point. All of us have seen episodes Wait, of Gilmore Zach, Girls. Wait, Zach, how much have you seen? I have seen a bit. <laughs> what does that even mean? Uh, like specific. two seasons. Oh, you have seen two seasons? Yeah. That's more than I have. No, but why did you start watching, Zach? I'm married. So your wife said, hey, sit down and watch this with me? Like she already did? Or did she, was she showing it to you or did you watch it while she was watching? No, my wife is a huge fan uh, and uh, we had talked about the show enough um, and we wondered if there was a possibility if there was going to be an episode of Bacon Sale about this. And so I just decided to get ahead of it because there's seven seasons of this thing. And, and a movie. Said, yeah, kind of. <laughs> and so I was like, you know what? Let's just start watching it. And uh, she was more than willing to obviously go through it again. We, we got through two seasons before canceling the Netflix subscription. <laughs> it was that bad? You canceled the Netflix? <laughs> you disliked it that much that you canceled Netflix? I mean... You could just not watch it. I could have just... I, Say, I, Mark is watched and move on. Give <laughs> <laughs> the numbers. To do. That's uh, what people do with Bacon Cell. Alicia, what about you? How did you get into Gilmore Girls? It started a long time ago. Um, it was while this series was airing. I think it was probably 2004, 2005. Okay. I remember it aired on... It used to air on Tuesday nights, and I couldn't ever watch it on Tuesday nights because I had like a young youth activity mm-hmm. thing that always happened on Tuesday nights. Mutual. Um, yeah, but, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ken. You're welcome. <laughs> also. Um, yeah. Um, so I didn't ever start watching it until it was syndicated on ABC Family, and mm-hmm. then I was able to watch it regularly. And I had, Which is now freeform. It mm-hmm. is freeform. And then I had friends who had the seasons that I would just borrow. To, on DVD? So, on DVD, yeah. yeah. Which I eventually accumulated all of my DVD copies, too. So. Nice. 
Okay. So you, you got into it fairly early then. Yeah. Okay. Kent, uh, what's your story? Your fault. It's absolutely your fault. <laughs> How is it 100% a Joel conspiracy? Listen, everyone. And Joel's going to talk about his history with the show, but Joel's like this show for a decade. Right no. about. Well, actually, probably true. <laughs> yeah, because five years ago, I started dating someone that has a relation to Joel. And She's somehow, to my wife, yes. Yes. Somehow, she brought up that we should watch Gilmore Girls, knowing that I never wanted to watch this show. When the show was on TV, I was like, oh, it's that really annoying show where they talk way too fast and everyone's way too clever. But I you, hate when things are clever. Oh, no, darn. but like, I like dumb no, shows. No, like overly, like in your face, look how clever I am. Like me on half of like these Buffy? episodes. Yeah, Buffy as well. No, totally. But <laughs> one of your favorite shows. This just in. Aaron Sorkin says, shut up, kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kirkland Aaron Sorkin. That's what this is. Anyway, so yeah, five years ago, I start dating a relative of Joel's, and she brings up with the fact that we should watch this. So I said, Joel, I think I'm going to have to watch Gilmore Girls. So if you give me a pitch episode for Bacon Cell, I'll watch this season. And granted, I kind of had to because I was dating her. Right. And so that's why I think it's a conspiracy because I think you're behind it all. I'm not. I watched one season of the show and stopped there. Ken, do you remember our coworker named Danny? Yeah. Well, how would you describe Danny? Oh, really? Like nihilistic? I mean, a good guy. Good guy. But he was always kind of angry, always a little rough around the edges. Uh-huh. Not, not the typical guy you'd, you'd Crotchety. expect. Crotchety? Well, I'd say crotchety. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah. But I, I liked him. We got sure. along just great. But, you know, and then he starts talking one day and he starts talking about how he likes Gilmore Girls. And I laughed because I knew very He's not little. the type. I knew about, I knew very little about the show. I, I didn't really know any of the characters. And so then when he said that, I was like, Is, you're kidding, right? And he's like, no, I really like it. And I was like, you like this show? And he's like, oh, totally. So every now and then he'd talk about how much he loved this show. And I, when I found out he wasn't joking, I was kind of intrigued by this. So I ended up giving it a shot. By yourself or with your wife? Uh, by myself. Just kind of one of those background shows. You Did know. your wife ask to watch it or ask she, not to watch it? She loved it when I watched it. She'd walk okay. in and watch it with me. And I, I have to admit, I was immediately hooked. From the beginning, I watched that first episode and I was like, well, that was fun. I got to watch another one of those. It became, I don't know if you remember this, Kent. No, I know. It became my pre-bacon cell warm-up show. <laughs> so, oh, Alicia, <laughs> we'd be sitting here, and this is back when Jake was on the show. Uh-huh. Jake and I'd be sitting here, and Joel would be like, sorry, guys, I'm 10 minutes late. I was driving and watching <laughs> no, on was, his phone. No. <laughs> he had it Netflix playing on his phone, and you weren't watching it. You just had it playing, it's, right? It's a, be- it's a great background show because it's mostly dialogue. That was uh-huh. like his car radio. In the background. Because yeah. Tess does not have Bluetooth, radio. by she the way. Tape deck and radio. So he's playing it from his phone, and he 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 tells us, and we're like, "Hey Joel, how's it going?" Oh, let me tell you what Luke did or Lorelai did, mm-hmm. and we're like, "What are you talking about? Where is Joel?" No, like we would we would end the show, we would get done with bacon, so we'd be talking about it. I'm like, "Oh guys, I got to tell you something." And they're like, "What?" And I'm like, "Taylor totally got after Luke on about his <laughs> diner," and they'd be like, "Shut up, Joel!" <laughs> like it was always just running gag right. I give them Gilmore Girl updates after yeah. each show, and it gave <laughs> us great. low tea at the end of every show. <laughs> My so, <laughs> but I it, like I, honestly, I, I watched it or I listened to it actually a lot, and then I watched it when I was at home uh, before Bacon Sale to kind of pep me up because it really is like I love reading good writing and and watching good dialogue mm-hmm. because it inspires me to write better and to uh, talk better. I believe, as you can tell, is how well I'm talking now. Yeah, by all <laughs> very quickly as my well. rambling, very yes. eloquent. So it became a show where I would get pumped up about it, and so I I've really enjoyed the show and I got I mean obviously there were some parts I didn't like uh, there were some definite moments that I, I do not enjoy of this show but overall I really enjoyed this show to the point where I was so surprised that I enjoyed it that I wanted to talk about it and you guys were like no no never absolutely never. not no but here we are so but Joel you've seen it one time through one time through and then I started watching it again for for this episode yes 
And thank you, Alicia. You're so welcome. Thank you again, because I just gotten done rewatching Breaking Bad. I have been rewatching Better Call Saul and a lot of heavy, dark content in those shows. And then I watched this one. It was like a ray of sunshine uh, coming through the windows as I'm snuggling up in a blanket, yeah. sipping hard hot cocoa. Hard disagree. So good. I so think good. there's very little difference between the characterization of Rory Gilmore and Walter White. I think <laughs> she is one of the most despicable characters <laughs> on TV. I'm, I'm but we'll get there. Because we need Rory, to talk about the characters. Early Rory is... Okay, too. Yeah, we'll so, Alicia, how many times yes. have you seen the, the show? Oh, a dozen. A, I, a dozen. It's, I've seen it so many times, Kent. Like... <laughs> So many times. <laughs> really? So if I made a random reference, you could tell me the episode it was on? Probably. I mean, wow. y- you know, that's... I mean, you know, I, I do know. There's a lot of references <laughs> when, on this when show, When Logan though. and Rory jump off with an umbrella off the platform? If you jump, I jump, Jack. It's like season five, episode well, I, 10, oh. maybe? I'll agree with that. But so joining us, and we may not hear from them on the mic, but we have your sister, Jillian. Yes. Who's also seen the show how many times? Probably a dozen. Probably a dozen. And Zach, your wife is here. Yeah, um, I brought her because every once in a while during the show, I'm going to need to turn around so she can give me my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And she's a big fan of the show as well. Huge fan of the show. So if you don't know the premise of Gilmore Girls, if you're listening to this whole go, what is it? What is the show about? The IMDb synopsis says, a dramedy centering around the relationship between a 30-something single mother and her teen daughter living in Stars Hollow, Connecticut, which is kind of boring. Very it boring. is. So then I went to the Wikipedia. Show is, uh, what? Then I went to Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge and truth, and got a little more expanded. Lorelai grew up in Hartford with her rich parents, Richard and Emily, but always felt stilted in this environment. <laughs> After Lorelai became pregnant with Rory at sixteen by her childhood boyfriend Christopher, her feelings of familial Christopher. Her feelings of familial alienation increased. This eventually motivated her to take her infant daughter, also named Lorelai, but all but called Rory for short to a close-knit small town called Stars Hollow. This feels like a prequel comic, though, what you're saying right now. Because the show's not about her having her daughter. It's about her being like 32 and her daughter being 16. Those those elements come up uh, continually in the show, and they do really form who these people are. Uh, Stars Hollow is, I believe, it says population 9,973. Stars Hollow is basically every Hallmark movie set? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like charming. Well, it's literally literally a set. Yeah. It's like uh, the WB backlot. The WB lot, yeah. And so my version, though, of the synopsis, what the synopsis should be, is it's like a happy, less murdery version of Twin Peaks. <laughs> are there no murders in the show? Well, I don't think there are. I'm sure Kirk was no. up to something. <laughs> he killed Mick and That's took fair. over we'll who he was. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Alicia, anything to add to that, the synopsis? Anything you'd want to say about it to kind of explain to people? Mm, no, I think... That was good. Yeah. Okay. The, the murder, less murdery thing. Less was murdery. Yeah. Because well, really, Twin Peaks, if you watch Twin Peaks, and I also pitched in Twin Peaks for the first season and a half. That's all you should watch at Twin Peaks. But it is the weirdest quirky show where everyone, like the, the townspeople are so unique and the way they talk is yep. so unique. It's fun to watch it unfold, especially as a, as a writer. And then I watch Gilmore Girls and it's that same type of quick witted kind of back and forth banter, uh, very much like the screwball comedies of the 30s and 40s. From what I remember of the first season, I think we're mostly going to talk about the first season, right? Yeah, we're yeah. going to stay out of spoiler territory for later when, you know, yeah. Lorelai starts committing all those murders. We should still do some high-level <laughs> overview of, of where because, the show goes. but So I feel like Lorelai, being this, this young mother, is trying to have a good handle of her daughter who is going to prep school at yes. this time. Chilton. When the, when the show starts. Yes. Yeah. And the basically, they, they go to a coffee shop a lot. Luke's. The coffee shop is owned by Luke. It's a diner. It's, it's not yeah, a coffee diner. shop. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. You used to be Luke's I can't believe I got that wrong. Hardware store. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Zach. Zach knows more than I do. Good job. 
Well, and at first I was kind and of... And they just talk a lot. Well, and I was intrigued by the way they were talking at first because it is yeah. very fast-paced. But it was the inciting incident where I went, that's kind of a fun little premise because... Like it said in the prep, like it said in the synopsis here, Lorelai left her home when she was 16 and had her child away. She is completely estranged from her parents. And now her daughter is the age she was when she got pregnant. And she wants to go to this very elite prep mm-hmm. school, uh, Chilton. And Lorelai obviously doesn't have the money for this. She is, she's become successful in a way. She's running the inn she actually stayed at after she ran away. And she's, she's done well for herself. Okay. But then she has to go and beg her parents for the money to be able to get her daughter to go to her dream school. And it's just swallow her pride into it. And then the parents say, fine, we'll give you the money, but only if you come and have dinner with us every Friday night. They're like a walking guilt trip, right? They're her mom is like a helicopter mom, like prototype. And we'll get into the characters Mm -hmm. more about that. But that that kind of, I went, Oh, that's kind of a fun, fun little thing here where she doesn't like her parents. She doesn't get along with parents, but now she's forced to be around them because of this deal that she's made. And I thought that was a good premise for a show. Uh, by the way, the show ran from uh, October 5th, 2000 to May 15th, 2007, seven seasons, 153 episodes. And most of these are kind of like just standalone episodes. Yeah. There are some arcs. Yeah. Some can go over maybe a couple of episodes. Usually, not very many, though. I feel like the arcs mainly involve romantic storylines. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But outside of that, because I, I could probably pull up an episode right now, considering I've been introduced to most every character and just ask my wife, like, who's dating who now? Okay. On we go. Yes. Right? And, yeah. And because that's kind of seems to be all that changes. Yeah. And you'll get occasionally like a character will come back that was gone or they'll introduce a new character that you didn't know about. Yeah. Rachel. Uh, Rachel. Oh, yeah. Rachel. So. Gigi. Random. So, but they'll bring these characters in, but Sizzler. really you don't need. <laughs> Why nothing. are you whispering Sizzler? You just whispered things. That's what came to my mind. But you'll occasionally get these. And like any show, it, it's much better once you've built that foundation. Yeah. Uh, but as you can just pop into any episode and enjoy it for what it is, a mini screwball comedy from the 30s and yeah. 40s. Yeah. Uh, it was originally on the WB and then, you know, moved to the CW, I think right near the end. Well, yeah. I mean, the WB. Be became the CW. Yes. Right, right. That's what I mean. More they, or less. They, they kind of overlapped a little bit there, but there was some change in uh, yeah. writers. In yes. the changing of, of the, the network, there was a change in the production team of because the show. Because it was made by Amy Sherman Palladino, mm-hmm. and she, her and her husband basically wrote every Girl, Gilmore Girls yeah. episode. Yep. And the ones they didn't write, they, they reviewed and supervised. Yeah. Just to make sure it had the same tone and the same sure. feel to it. Sure. And in fact, Amy Sherman Palladino has summarized the core of Gilmore Girls, if I may read that. This is her words. Quote, I think the theme was always family and connection. I always felt like the underlying thing about Gilmore is that if it happened to be born in a family that doesn't really understand you, go out and make your own. That's what Lorelai did. She went out and she made her own family. The ironic twist in her life is then that this daughter that she created, this half family for, likes the family that she left. So it's the cycle of a crazy family. That's what she said. Huh. How was Amy Sherman Palladino's family life growing up? Because it seems like this whole series is like subverting your expectations of what what happiness could be. Mm-hmm. Because these characters continually make bad decisions. I've only seen the first season, but having read some of the plots for upcoming seasons, wow. It's like the writers hate the characters. <laughs> and they want the audience to also hate the characters. Or, or like a soap opera, kind of be like, why did you make that decision? Hopefully it can be redeemed at some point. Def- but it seems like they often don't. There definitely seems to be a cycle in the show of like, hey, you might be making a decision right now that's going to make you really happy. And right when it's time to make it, you're not going to. Right. And Does that happen throughout? Or is that just some specific plot lines where no, relationships I mean, are ruined based on these bad no, decisions? 
there are good things that happen, obviously, but conflict is comedy. Conflict is story. And so they can't have these people constantly making happy decisions because then... The, then it's the, a boring show. Where would the show go? Right. Then, it, then it's Jim and Pam getting together in the office and nobody cares after that. That's <laughs> true. Right. Yeah. But then, I mean, also... I mean, who hasn't made dumb decisions in relationships or dumb decisions in life where you do something and then you're like, oh, man, no that comment. was terrible. Yeah, Kent. No com- Oh, my gosh, oh, Alicia. Oh, oh, oh. Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> Alicia's been listening for 11 years. She knows. <laughs> but yeah. then Sorry. also, no, I sorry. feel like most of the things that happen mm-hmm. are believable, meaning characters aren't going to make decisions because the script, the screenplay demands it a lot of times. I feel like a teenager would make those types of decisions. I feel like... Uh, it maybe, feels like the Harry Potter problem where they keep so many secrets where if they just told the truth once... That's supernatural. It's every show, really. <laughs> My favorite treat, season of Supernatural is the one where the one brother has a secret that he's not telling the other brother because he's afraid of what the other brother's going to think about it. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Speaking but of, if, they, if they just told the truth one time, people could end up together, but they, instead they want to lengthen the season, obviously, keep the writing going. Well, they, don't, they don't want people to be happy. But I mean, the will they won't day is a fun little dance. And I think I think Gilmore Girls did it quite well with uh, uh, Luke and Lorelai kind of a will they won't day the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Luke and Lorelai. But are, we'll, we're, yeah, we, can't, yeah. we can't get into the characters <laughs> yet. We're not to the character section. We're still in kind of the overall plot yes. of the right. story. She did want to make more of a family show. This is mostly TV PG. OK. Almost the entire time. A few light TV 14 themes come in, especially after the third season. Yeah. But it still is, for the most part, a pretty darn clean show. Like one you don't have to turn off when your kids walk in the room. Yeah, definitely not like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, who Amy no. Sherman Palladino also did. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit naughty. Watch the pilot of that one. A little and I was, bit. I'll watch that one. Quite shocked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you, I hope you watched it. Edited. <laughs> but I did. Okay, good. Uh, but uh, Sherman Palladino did say at one point she wanted to create a family show that doesn't make parents want to stick something sharp in their eyes while they're watching and it doesn't talk down to kids. I think that's a good balance to have. Yeah, I agree. But everyone sounds like a 50 year old screenwriter. Every, every character to me feels the same. Mm. Different cadence. I disagree. I think Rory and Lorelai feel the same. Lorelai is the mom. Rory's the daughter. Sure. I think I feel like they sound the same, but it's only because she, Lorelai raised Rory. She's gonna talk like her mom. So I'm I okay think, with that. To me, it's it's sameness. It's sameness of the writer. The writing is catchy. I think for the average screenplay, you know, it's like for like an hour long show, it's like 45 pages. I think they put like generally, 70 to 80 pages of script in here oh, yeah. because generally, they do speak so fast. Well, yeah. yeah, they were saying one one page in the industry. One page is one about one minute. Yes. One page was was offering about 25 to 28 seconds initially wow. in this show because yes. uh, so they fast. wanted a, uh, this fast clip of constant dialogue. But always from everyone? Yes. That's what I don't get. That's why yeah. I hated this show back then. And once again, I'm the newbie here. I've only seen one season. Five years ago, too. That's all I can judge it from. But it was... It's too intense. I don't think I, everyone feels clever. And I think I the variation... It picks up a little bit in further seasons mm-hmm. as well. Just as characters start developing a little bit more. And okay. I... And the show finds I its do. likes because generally yeah. the first season of most shows are, is not good. Right. Although I do think Gilmore Girls hits the ground running. Yeah. Yeah. They do. They do a good job. But um, my favorite seasons are seasons two and three just because I think the variation is really good. The characters are kind of spot on and mm-hmm. they're just doing their thing. They found a really good rhythm. So. Well, and it's kind of like The Office. Not that you've seen The Office, Kent. I've seen two but, seasons. <laughs> but it's like The Office where the first little bit, the background character and even Parks and Rec, the background characters are kind of just background characters. But as the show grows and as these background characters kind it's of get a more prominence show. and find themselves, like Alicia said, 
it becomes much stronger. Okay. And so I, I agree. I think two and three are probably the strongest seasons. So let's yeah. talk yeah. about these background characters who become featured players. Yes. Or let's talk about the main characters first. We already discussed Lorelai, the 30 something mom played by Lauren Graham, mm-hmm. uh, who is fantastic in her role. Mm-hmm. Honestly, she, she's so delightful to watch. Yeah. I, w- I will say uh, the thing that made me chuckle the most is you can tell that this show started in the year 2000 <laughs> solely based on Lorelai's wardrobe. Oh, yeah. There's like TikToks I've seen that are devoted to Lorelai's fashion. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's something. It, I would also it, say, it was a throwback. For I sure. would also say that uh, you can tell this is created in the early 2000s because of uh, the music that they talk about and the music they play. Cause you're getting stuff by like, uh, the shins sonic. Youth. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, There's it's like that PJ kind of Harvey. Yeah. yeah. It's all very, oh, we get to like, go to a Bengals concert. They too. did. Oh, they yep. did go, that's, that's more 80s, fun. but yes, but Lorelai, she's terrible at cooking, but great at hair and makeup and, uh, sewing. Like, it's just funny to me how she's just like, so terrible. Like their house, they never have anything to eat. Like it's always like leftovers in the fridge or random. People always comment when they come over there. Cause she doesn't cook ever. Like, hmm. She's very busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she, uh, like I said, she works at the Independence Inn. She actually runs the Independence Inn. That's where she ran away to, essentially, and yes. had Lorelai and ra- or Lorelai is Rory's name, but had Rory, Rory. and raised mm-hmm. her. And now she's actually running. Don't it. confuse everyone. Just say <laughs> yeah. Rory. I know. I keep slipping up because I'm looking down at my notes here. No, Ruby Roo. But from the very beginning, the creators of the show wanted Lauren Graham as Lorelai. Oh, did they they write the character around her? Yeah, well, oh. that kind of they, they were pursuing that and kind of went. She'd be great for Interesting. that. Interesting. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, you get Alexis Blood, uh, Bladell. Yeah, Blade, I always Bladell. say Bladell, but it's Bladell. Bladell, yeah. Uh, she plays Rory Gilmore, and this was her first kind of role ever. Like she yeah. was chosen for this. She, role. I believe, she was a model before, and she was eighteen, nineteen. And then you get so those are the two kind of main characters. Those are the ones who are the bulk of the story. Yes. And then you're going to get kind of there. I'm going one circle out here, Kent. So your circle of trust oh, circle of interest one, right there. Yeah, yes, one circle out from that. You get Melissa McCarthy as Suki St. James. Like pre-comedy Melissa McCarthy. Uh, Pre-cynical like, comedy. Yes, pre-cynical. That's a good way to put like it. Like pre-bridesmaids is what we're talking yes. about. All right. Which is a lot better <laughs> than, is it? Yes. than bridesmaids. Yeah, it's... Ugh. She seems overly sweet in everything I've seen her in from this show. She's They call her chirpy in the, the character description. I think it's a great description yeah. of Suki St. James. I, I don't think she's overly sweet. I think she's... I don't know. She's a good balance for Lorelai, who's uh, their best friends. So okay. I think it's, yeah, I think it's a good And fit. she's in the show the, the entire time? Yeah. Because she like, hit it kind of big Yeah, into the show. I think it was like right after Gilmore Okay, Girls. There was a question yeah. whether she'd come to the reunion uh, episode. Did yeah. she? Uh, yes. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a nice version of Melissa McCarthy. This is before she got stuck in the crass, crazy woman role rut that yeah. she's been in since then. And actually, in the pilot, the original pilot, it was played by Alex Borstein from Mad TV and Family Guy, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah. Like she's in I, the, the pilot. The, the original pilot is a little weird. Like if you watched it. I've seen clips of it. And yeah, Alex Borstein was not great as Suki. No. It, um, she ended up coming back for recurring uh, roles. Harpist. Yeah, she harpist. was a harpist in the first season. And then I believe it's season three. She plays Miss Celine which I would never have known if I didn't look it up because she's got so much makeup like on. An old fashion yeah, designer. Yeah, old type. fashion designer. But it, it, it was interesting too because Alex Borstein would have been the the Suki St. James role except for the fact she couldn't get yes, out of her mad yes, TV yes, contract. Yes. Who else is in the show? You guys are going deep dive on this. <laughs> you know what bugs me? <laughs> we need to keep it pretty relevant you here. You know what bugs me a lot? <laughs> it bugs me that her name is Suki because Why? in True Blood, the character is Suki. 
And I always. Uh, oh, did you get them confused? I, Anna yeah, Paquin and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. The same character. I'm like, oh, it's Suki Sage. It's Suki Sage. Yeah, but yeah, so when does Alexander Skarsgård come to town? But uh. Suki is the chef. <laughs> She's the chef at the end. She's her best friend, as you mentioned. Yeah. Okay. Then we go on to Lane Kim, who's played by uh, Kiko Ajina, who's Rory's best friend. Uh, but she is the one who is dating the show the most other than Lorelai's wardrobe because she's the always the one that's like oh I got the new PJ Harvey CD and oh I love the king and uh, not the kinks <laughs> she's not that old yeah. maybe she is but she's like oh I love the shins and like she always ha- wears the t-shirts yeah. of the band she's, she's the music, music guru yeah, yeah. So that's all what she's about and then you get Luke Danes uh, played by Scott Patterson He's the gruff diner owner, not coffee house, Ken. Coffee shop. And he's <laughs> just really rough around the edges, wears flannel all the backwards time. Backwards baseball caps. Backwards baseball caps. She puts it on forward one time. She, that doesn't look right. She puts it on backwards. But that's kind of the... the He was supposed to be originally be just like a guest character. Yeah. But they liked him so much. That they're they like, said, we need a guy in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was it. <laughs> yeah. But they had they had a chemistry test between him and Lorelai, and it went well. And so he got it, a stand It does the show. work pretty well. Now, I have a question for Alicia, and as well as the other ladies in the room here. Is Luke objectively attractive? If you were to see him as a model or on a, on a, on a shirt, would you think he was an attractive man? He's like a poor man's John Corbett. Mm. <laughs> and uh, John Corbett is already Corbett. a poor man's everything else. <laughs> yes. Wait, I, is it because of who he is, his natural like comedic timing or what no, he looks like? I, what he looks like. I'm okay. thinking I like a little more gruff and I like that sometimes. I think it, I don't know. It, it's more of the, the reason I bring that up is because as a guy, I look at him and I'm like, he's not like, you know, like if it was if it was John Hamm with a bad personality, he'd still be a good looking guy. Yeah. He's also oh, yeah. in an episode of Gilmore Girls. Yes. But uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Which episode? It's. Uh, well, I'm kidding. But Scott Patterson, like I, I, I see him at, at like, you know, uh, conferences and Maverick. Things like that. And <laughs> <laughs> you see him around. Town, I'm like, he's not like the traditional leading man type. He doesn't yeah. look it. And he wears a cap all the time, actually, because he's a little balding on top yeah. as well. But something about him in the show is charming. And even though he's a jerk, whenever he shows his softer side, you kind of go, oh, yeah. he's a good guy. But yeah, him being a, a jerk, bear. is he flirting? Is that him being a jerk is like his affection towards Lorelai? No, he full no. On yells at her like, yeah. Occasionally, like when she when she wore the wrong sweatshirt. <laughs> oh, that was the best episode. My, <laughs> my wife. He my, had a reason. <laughs> my wife reports he's handsome for a lumberjack. Uh, and yeah. he has to be wearing his hat. Is your wife IMing you these responses? <laughs> yes. He has to be wearing a hat because his hair is quite thinning. He always looks weird when he's not wearing a hat and flannel. He does look be. weird it's, when he's not wearing a hat strange. and flannel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and always scruffy too. Yeah. But uh, she's she's attracted to his protective side. Yeah. yeah. He he's, is, he's, he's very protective. He's protective. He's a good friend. He always shows up. Yeah. He's thoughtful. Like he's, there's an episode yeah. that's attractive, right? just yeah, recently where um, there's a medical emergency and Lorelai has to get to the hospital. And he kind of drops everything to go help her. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where you're like, oh, he does care, even though he's a jerk most of the time. Like, in his diner, he doesn't allow cell phones. He doesn't allow, like, decorations. He doesn't want them to paint. Like, he's yeah. just kind of like very traditional kind of guy's guy. Hmm. So that's Luke. And he's he's kind of the love interest for Lorelai Will They Won't They Happens for a long time. She has many love interests. He was yes, su- he was does. actually the, the owner of the diner was supposed to be a woman originally. And then... Amy Schumer, Palad- whatever her name is. Nope, not Amy Why Schumer. Why would you say that? <laughs> she, she, uh, Jerk. She's like, oh, hey, maybe this show does need some testosterone. So, but there Luke. are a few other yeah, male works. characters, there right? Are. Yes. Well, I mean, and I want to talk about uh, the Gilmore parents, mm-hmm. uh, Richard and Emily. 
uh, played by Kelly Bishop and Ed, and Edward Herman. I love Her- Edward it Herman. Herman? Or Herman. I would say Herman because it's H E R it's H E R R M A N N. Come Herman. on, if that's not Herman, no. <laughs> Her mom. <laughs> uh, those are her parents. They're they're rich, upper crust type people. Very stiff, very formal. Do not understand their daughter Lorelai, who is kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they live in a really uh, like rich, gaudy house that gets somehow much much bigger as the show goes on. Yeah, it's like, it's like it's the true. TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Emily Gilmore, uh, played by Kelly Bishop, she's like a classy version of Lucille Bluth. If you've seen Arrested oh, Development. Yeah. Because Lucille Bluth, oh, that's is, a good comparison. It is yeah. very kind of very cynical, very uh, acidic. Even, Look at I me, say. withholding. Yes, yes. <laughs> and Emily Bishop, uh, or I keep calling her by her actor name, uh, Kelly Bishop, Emily Gilmore. She is kind of that same thing, but less uh, evil. <laughs> like she has a heart, <laughs> but she's condescending at the same time. She's very condescending, but like Lucille Bluth is kind of a mess. Yeah, Emily Gilmore is very she's put together. Got it together. Yeah, yeah. And she just doesn't know how to be a person sometimes yeah like she she i actually found emily to be a fascinating character um early on in the show she's just the worst but uh, as the show goes on i i really grew to like her uh, as you get to know her more and like her vulnerable side um but it really just always comes down to she's either very like bitter vindictive or mm-hmm. she just doesn't know how to be like a, like a, a polite member of society <laughs> yes like she'll just comment on an outfit that uh lorelei is wearing and say it in such a bitter, cynical way. And then when she gets finished, she's like, what? I can't tell you how to dress. I, I want you to look nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just how she talks. Well, this is a character yeah. as well who was deeply hurt by what happened when, when her daughter left, when, when Lorelai left. Yeah. And it, it, she gets like triggered by stuff all the time. Yeah. And they it both sense. do. It, it, it actually, of the more dramatic elements of the show, it's one that I always actually enjoyed. Yeah. And, and the, her dad, uh, by, played by Edward Herman. No. Uh, <laughs> if you don't know who he is, by the, the way, he played, the, he played the, Franklin, Ro- Franklin D. Roosevelt and Annie. Yep. He's, he's, he's the dad that. in Richie Rich. He's yeah. Herman Munster. Uh, not in the original. No, in the uh, remake. In the remake. Oh, yeah. that's right. And then he's got a fantastic voice. Like, I love when he speaks on the show. He, he did some narration, uh, a couple books I listened to. I love his voice. I think yeah. it's fantastic. We're, we're kind of getting out, out of the circle here, but I just wanted to bring her up. Uh, Paris Geller. Yes, Paris is a huge part of the show. Um, she's a, a fellow student with Rory when she goes to the private school and kind of the competitive. Yeah, um, the, the rival for sure. The rival, yeah. What you yeah. meant to say is she's the worst. She's not the oh. worst. She's the she worst. She gets better. She does get better. Yeah. BuzzFeed actually does a ranking of the worst characters in the show, and she's the 10th worst. So not the worst Who's at the all. the number one worst? Uh, that's Christopher. <laughs> what? I'll be, as we talk about characters, no. I'll be going through. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the main group, I would say. There's a ton of... This is an ensemble yeah. cast of town people and people at the w- school. Would you say the episodes kind of dedicate their time to like one character, the exploration of one character, or do each char- do all the characters show up in every episode? Uh, like, for example, they're not- like, hey, Suki, we know you're having a problem at the inn. <laughs> It's We're gonna Suki, Suki, uh, Snooki, and so <laughs> how can we help you? Like, is it dedicated to that, or is it just hijinks around town and everyone gets involved? More hijinks. It's not like okay. Lost, yeah. where each character gets their own episode. Okay, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah like you're that. not gonna have a, a Miss Patty episode. I would like that, though. That would be great. But uh, Alicia, who are some of your favorite characters from Stars Hollow? Like, we're not going to talk about uh, everyone, but I want to at least highlight some of the townspeople. So I love Babette. Ah, the next door neighbor. Yeah, she's fantastic. I just think she's so funny and um, who, she's who very helpful. Her? I Let's see. Sally, Sally Struthers. That's it. Is, Sally Struthers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> still. Yeah. No. Oh. 
What? No, you're thinking of Suzanne Summers. That's it. Uh, <laughs> not Sally Struthers. Oh, yeah. She does the uh, She's call on the line. family. Yeah, yeah. No, what? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So Sally Struthers. Short, <laughs> 80s references. Short, yeah. uh, short little stocky, uh, raspy Buns kind of still voice. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I just think she's like a really great neighbor. She's just very kind and thoughtful. Um, there's an episode where Rory and Lorelai go to Europe and they're a week late and Babette ends up calling like consulates just to find them and make sure they're not missing and they're okay. Yeah. And I don't know. I just, I just think she's funny every episode that she's in. Nice. And I also really like Kirk. Oh, yes. <laughs> Kirk's the best. Just because it's the eighth worst in town. The, Although oh, no, apparently. Poor no. Kirk. can't hold a job. Oh, well, yeah. He's a, I can't hold, he's I a mean, cable guy well, with well, a different well, name in the first yeah, episode. He is. Yeah. Episode. <laughs> Talk about Kirk. Um, James Gunn's brother. Yeah. James Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn. Yeah. He's the body of, of uh, Rocket Rocket the Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just found that out not too long ago, and yeah. that freaked me out. <laughs> You're like, that's Kirk. Um, I just love all of the different jobs that he does around town. Like, you find him in the, the beauty salon, or he's, like, wanting to apply to work at Luke's, or he's just, I, yeah, I love all of the different jobs that they find for him. I think we, he's on my favorite list, too, but mm-hmm. I think we've all kind of met people like Kirk, where it's like... They are so weird. You don't quite understand like what's going on yeah. inside their head. And you're like, what are you doing? But they're nice. And so you don't want to like yeah. you know, completely shut them down. So it's like, hmm. okay, you're trying, but you're weird. Yeah. O- over the course of seven seasons of the show, Kirk had 62 jobs. So <laughs> many wow. jobs. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I brought up Kirk as well. Uh, he's, he's just fun. Like every time he's on the screen, he's a good comedic relief. Uh, I also put Taylor Deuce. Dosey. Dosey. Oh my gosh. Yes. I never say it <laughs> But it's played by Michael Winters. But he's the he's kind of the what do they call him? What is position? He's he's in charge like of the, the town. town council he's guy. He's not like the he's not uh, the yeah, mayor. He's not the mayor because there was a mayor in an episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh honey knows. The town selectman. The selectman. That's right. What is selectman? selectman? There was an episode for that. <laughs> but he is he's all about getting in people's business and he's getting after everyone for like you know if we do this uh, we're gonna have hooligans in this town if we don't do this right and he. Uh, every time Lorelai or Luke puts him in his place, I find so much joy in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also did put Miss Patty. I think yes. Liz Torres and Miss Patty. She's good too. Miss Patty's awesome. The town dance teacher, the town gossip, and every time she comes on the screen, she just commands. She has yeah. She is um, very sultry as well. Yes, she is. And how she acts she's with people. Which is funny because she's, you know, this like, I don't Older, know. The, the, uh, yeah, she's she's not exactly a looker, but she's, she's a kind of star. awesome. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. She, she just kind of uh, hits on everybody so she's yes. the mona the type yeah. from yeah. who's the boss yeah, yeah there you okay. go like the room mcclanahan yeah 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 uh, but it's it's always fun she just brought up who's the boss again <laughs> golden girls <laughs> uh and then michelle i want to bring up michelle too he is a frenchman who works at the inn so mean so bitter and yet he is so fun to watch kind interact with the worst Great. employee ever I think he knows what he's doing. He just doesn't care sometimes. Yes. I just, well, <laughs> if I had an employee that talked to me like Michelle talks to Lorelai, he'd be fired a uh, long time yeah. before. Yeah. I guess he's good. he's good at his job. He just has a real problem with authority. Well, like these, yeah. these, this group of French people come into the inn and they come up to him and they're like, oh, parlez-vous français? And he's like, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he goes back to Lorelai and she's like, you're supposed to speak French. And he's like, the French are insufferable. <laughs> the French are insufferable. <laughs> And uh, then she makes him go over there and talk to him. And it's just kind of funny to see. So those are some town residents. There's so many out there. So many fun yeah, characters to talk yeah. about. Ken, who was the number one worst? Christopher, actually. You said that. So yeah. like, give me yeah. the top three. So Christopher, Sookie, 
is number two. Oh, boo. And Dean this is, is a, number three. Dean okay. is a buzz. Okay, well, I, I can accept so, Should we talk one? about guys, these who, characters? Who is Christopher? Christopher is Rory's father. So, okay. obviously, when Lorelai and Chris were 16, Lorelai got pregnant, and Richard and Emily wanted them to get married, but Lorelai did not want to get married, so that is why she ran away to Okay, the so he's in not, like, not even half the episodes, not even no. a quarter of them? No, he kind of more is like a guest star. He comes and goes. Yeah. It seems like he shows up in the show whenever he's not supposed to. <laughs> like, That's bad fair. timing for, yep. like, Luke, for example. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because, it ruins everything. Well, because yeah. Lorelai did have feelings for him. Okay. And then when he comes in town, she kind of gets confused again. Because this is the father of a child, and he does have some good parts. And yeah. every time he comes into town, family friendly. Sometimes. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Yep. <laughs> but it is t- it's usually TV PG. But so. there, yeah. Yeah. Im- implications. <laughs> but yeah, we have talked about it before, but I do want to dedicate a little time to how they talk. Oh, no. On Gilmore Girls. Yes, please. Uh, the, like I said, this is mostly like, she actually wrote it as like the Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy films, the screwball comedies of the forties where they talk fast, they're clever and they throw out all these, uh, different references that they go along. The show's tagline is life is short. Talk fast. Oh, so they knew it. Oh, they yep. absolutely yeah. did. This was intentional. Amy Sharon Palladino said comedy dies slow. And so they would have, like Zach said, like 80 pages per episode when a usual show has 55 to 60 because it is just this quick back and forth. And in fact, Scott Patterson, who plays Luke, and uh, Lauren Graham, who plays Lorelai, they, they both stopped smoking because they needed, they quote, needed the wind. The lung capacity. The lung capacity yep. to yeah. do these scenes. And they, it's kind of funny because they talk so much, and this is a selling point or not, I don't know, Kent, but they talk so much but the stories actually move pretty slowly. Yeah. Like they are bantering so. back and forth like the whole episode. But really the episode is just about, oh, there's a, there's a town meeting that's going to happen and it's going to be awkward but for But it's everybody. still watchable. Totally right? Even watchable. though the story does move slow. Well, because it's... Because you like the character so much. Like this yeah. is a character piece. Very much a character piece. Yeah. Are we talking like... And sorry, this may be jumping, but like by the end of the season, something big is happening and they need to like have a big cliffhanger or prevent something or... Mm, not really. No. Like this isn't kind of a show where it's like you end on oh no, who's gonna die? But maybe a relationship status, possibly. Yeah, or like a proposal, maybe. Yeah, or something. in the later seasons, that's more prominent. But yeah. I wouldn't say in the first couple of seasons. But they they intentionally chose to be stingy with like big events because she said sometimes the average everyday things are more impactful. I think it's true because I watch these episodes and I'm not really like oh what's gonna happen when they have to do this festival it's more like I am really enjoying how these characters are bantering with each other Mm -hmm. I think I'm spoiled by TV now and streaming shows that are generally around 10 episodes per season because watching 22 episodes of this it feels so overwhelming of just straight up talking for 7 seasons it is a wonderful background show I think so too it's because the show doesn't have a lot of those arcs that we were talking about Mm -hmm. and a lot of the episodes are standalone episodes i don't think it's that overwhelming because okay. it's not like you have a whole s- um, season to invest in a story whereas you can just like watch a couple episodes here and there and pick it up just as well but so. do you find it's bingeable yeah even though it doesn't end with a cliffhanger totally. yeah absolutely like, oh, totally. I watch the next one because um, i think it's generally a slice of life show you could almost say it as an insult that kind of nothing really that important happens, but yeah. that's kind of the charm life. of the show, right? I mean, yeah. picture, picture just living Downton life. Abbey, but with a personality. Yeah. That's kind <laughs> of what's Dowager Countess would like a word. No, I was just saying, Dowager <laughs> Countess, she belongs on Gilmore Girls, not Downton Actually, Abbey. Actually, she kind of does. <laughs> As Grandma Trixie? Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, but they, they also, a lot of times when they're talking, 
it's interesting because they're not saying like this isn't like I don't want to compare anything to say by the bell negatively, but like say by the bell when you have those long conversations and it's like they're escalating and big things are happening. And they're saying what they mean. All right. This is very much they're kind of masking their emotions a lot of time by the banter. So like they're angered each other, but they'll throw out these little jabs about a pop culture references. And so it's just kind of interesting how they do mask their feelings with as much talking as they're doing, how little they're actually saying in some parts. Obviously, in some parts, there is some movement in that. Otherwise, it would be, you know, spinning their wheels in the sand. Right. But I, as an actor, not that I'm like an actor ever on TV, but like with scenes on, on plays and things like that, you have to memorize sometimes these long things. Would these dialogue. scripts be a nightmare? But in, on TV, usually it's like they shoot a scene and they're done. They shoot a scene, they're done. They would do these long master takes of uninterrupted, just do the dialogue. So they were literally like doing this like a play, going back and forth. And then they would probably have them do it a couple more times and then spice it in together. They said it was absolutely exhausting wow. to film I this. would imagine as well because Alexis Bledel, as you mentioned, she was like a model before. This is her first acting gig. Yeah. And she apparently there are stories from behind the scenes that she was real bad. Yeah, I read that Lauren Graham would always be touching Alexis Bledel in the first season. Yeah. And Kelly Bishop asked why. And Lauren Graham was like, I just wanted to make sure she got to her mark. <laughs> she had to like push <laughs> her, her arms yeah. her mark. Wow. Yeah. 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 And it was, uh, it was rigorous too because nowadays th- there's, I, I enjoy improv. You guys know I enjoy yeah. improv. I do improv. Indeed. But I do also value good writing. And I don't like how a lot of comedies these days are like, uh, just say something funny, Seth Rogen. We don't want to write anything. Just say something funny. It's so true. And then he does like 12 dozen takes and they pick the one they find one that kind over. of works. Yeah. Whereas in this one, they were required to be word perfect. Yeah. Oh, no really? improv. No improv. Well, they had to, they had to read I it as it was that. written. And so they're memorizing these lines or doing these long scenes. And it's just, it's crazy to watch and realize that they had to do this multiple takes a lot of times. I'm sure there were a lot of mess ups going on. Lauren Graham said, the show, as fun and breezy and light as it is, is technically really challenging. I'm sure. I want to show you guys how challenging it is, though. Oh, why? How? What? Because if you pull up your screens right now, gentlemen, I have sent to you two scenes we are going to be reenacting. Why? From Gilmore Girls. I got the transcripts of these episodes, and I'm going to have us read through them. I've given you each part so you can see at the top. I got cast in Gilmore Girls? You did, in Joel's Gilmore Girls. Oh, my. Hilton Moore Girls. Nope. Nope. <laughs> anyway, but I just want to do this, and I want you to read this. We've talked about the way they talk. It's a very fast banter, oh word. but with emotion, a lot of fun. Have fun with this light, breezy, airy I'm fun. I'm being directed by Joel. Yes. Okay, playing the role of the narrator is Mr. Kent Dunn. Hello. Uh, this Lorelei. is yes, in this scene from Season 1, Episode 5, Cinnamon's Wake. Uh, Lorelai will be played by Alicia. Rory will be played by Joel. Yes. Appropriate. <laughs> and uh, I'm playing Emily Gilmore, the mom of the mom so can you you'll be reading the italicized parts uh, as the narrator yeah and the rest of us will play our characters of uh alicia's my mom and zach is my grandma is, is this meant to sell <laughs> the show <laughs> <It's not weird. laughs> uh, are these good scenes that you chose or just yes i specifically i handpicked these okay. so we can give a flavor of what the show is like in a very weird way because i in no way sound like rory gilmore okay <laughs> To set the scene, Lorelai, Rory, and Emily Gilmore are sitting around the dinner table. So where'd you say Dad was? Away on business. Location's top secret? Oh, Germany. Germany. Is Dad's firm insuring Nazis now? Your father doesn't know any Nazis. I know, Mom. I was just... What? Joking. She was joking. Oh, hard to tell. Yeah, well... Oh, I'm afraid I have some bad news. Claudia died. 
Who? Claudia. Your cousin, Claudia. Lorelai stares. Claudia! I'm hearing the name, Mom. I have no idea who that is. Claudia is your cousin, for all intents and purposes. Oh, now we're getting to it. She was your father's grandmother's sister's girl, so to you, that would make her your... Nothing? Regardless, the funeral's on Thursday. I thought we should all go together. Oh, whoa. Two problems. Impossible to get away from the inn Thursday. Two, I've never met this woman. You most certainly have. When? Several times. I'll take one. We went to her house on Croton to see the first moon landing. She had just gotten a new Philco. I have no memory of this whatsoever. Rory, correct me if I'm wrong, but men have walked the moon regardless of whether your mother remembers it or not. That's the rumor. I know men have walked on the moon. I just don't know Claudia. So you're not going? Not this time. I don't think Claudia's planning to die a second time. Mom, I couldn't go if I wanted to. Fine. Pauses. Oh, wait. Rudolf Gottfried. Another cousin? No, a Nazi that we knew. I'd forgotten. We stayed with him once in Munich. Nice old man. Interesting stories. Mom, you socialize with a Nazi? That's despicable. That's heinous. No, dear. That was a joke. Ha ha. Rory laughs. <laughs> I said it before, but... And scene. Wow. So now... Well that, done, you guys. Well done. <laughs> say, having watched that scene multiple times to make sure I had all the punctuation and everything right, I think you did a pretty good job of, of getting the pace of the show, especially Alicia. Alicia, fantastic Thank job. You. Honestly. Kent, I'd Thanks. give you a C. Yeah, I'll and, take it. And Zach? <laughs> to do. Uh, solid C+. Yay. So I want a little more emotion for this next one. Because this next one... <laughs> you really are directing us. <laughs> So this next one is uh, from season one, episode 11, Paris is Burning. Zach, this time you'll be the narrator oh, slash man. There's a man that comes in at one point. Oh, I'll be, um, I'll be man. Man. Yeah, man. Alicia, you'll be playing Lorelai once again. I'll be Rory once again, just so we don't get confused as to who's who. And Kent, <laughs> you'll be playing the gruff Luke. Oh, oh the coffee shop. Wow, it's turn that diner. backwards. Coffee shop. <laughs> Lorelai and Rory are walking down the street. L. Laryngitis. M. Mumps. N. Narcolepsy. O. Are we going to have to go through this every time we decide who cleans out the refrigerator? Do you want to go back to thumb wrestling? <sighs> Osteoporosis. P. <gasps> puppies! Lorelai runs across the street to the park where a bunch of puppies are waiting in cages to be sold. That's not a disease. Oh, boy. Rory runs after her mother. Hi. Oh, hi. Oh, Rory, look at the baby. Mom. She reads the card on his cage. Buttercup was found cold and wet, hovering under a hydrangea bush along Highway 26. It's a sad highway. As compared to all the other happy highways she could have been abandoned by? Her lineage includes Cocker Spaniel, Golden Retriever, Beauvais de Flandres. Isn't tight. Thank you. And Rottweiler. Buttercup is a special dog. She's extremely skittish and tends to react badly towards blonde-haired females, brunette males, children of either sex, other animals, red clothing, cabbage, or anyone in uniform. Luke walks up to them. Hey, we just found the doggy version of you. Can I help you? Do not let these two anywhere near a dog. They could barely feed themselves. Shut up, you. We'd be excellent pet owners, thank you. You cannot be serious. We could get him a pretty bowl. It's a her. And a new name. Mom. Because this buttercup thing's really got to go. Do I need to remind you of Skippy? Skippy? I can't believe you would bring up Skippy. Skippy was our hamster. He doesn't care. What happened to Skippy? Nothing happened to Skippy. Every time Mom would put her hand in the cage, he'd bite her. And laugh. Hamsters can't laugh. Oh, this one laughed. Trust me. She finally got fed up. Of being laughed at by a hamster? Well, yeah. So she stopped cleaning its cage. Instead, every day she would stuff some Kleenex in there. You didn't. It was the quilted kind. So this keeps going on and the cage is just a cage full of Kleenex that moves a little. And the smell? Really good. I can imagine. Oh, no, you can't. So then she takes the cage to the place where we bought him, waits for the sales guy to go behind the desk and dumps it on the counter, then bolts. You abandoned your hamster? Look, I know it was bad, but this was a vicious hamster. This was like a Damien hamster with little beady eyes and a big forked tail and a cape with a hood and bye-bye buttercup bye luke luke leaves you did the right thing they both walk away from the puppies with arms around each other oh i want a pet you have me you won't bring me my slippers in the morning i might if you had slippers will you wear a collar no it'll be pink you're sick 
Hey, watch how you talk to me. Remember what happened to Skippy? And scene. Guys, can we just keep doing that? <laughs> That's I love this. The guys, guess what? I'm kind of sold on Gilmore Girls now. <laughs> but I, I, mostly because I just want to see Alicia like perform all the roles. Yeah, it's good. You did a great job, Alicia. Oh, really did. Thank you. That was, uh, I'm a little shaky, but I'm good. <laughs> but that's, I was going to say, just that little back and forth. That's kind of what the whole entire it, show is. It really feels like uh, being a, the newbie here, a stream of consciousness spoken by two or three people at a time. Yeah. That they, it, they can almost finish each other's thoughts, which is why I always said it feels so samey, but there is cleverness in the script. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's because I always would like to be that clever. Okay. Like the way they're able to just shoot right back yeah. with an insult or, yeah. or I wish with a quirky I could, joke. Yeah, same. I wish I could just have that right on the spot, but, yeah. you know. We're going to go a little off in the weeds here, though. I, I would like to go uh, off here oh, to prevent what? you from doing that. Because one of the biggest debates in... Gilmore Girls lore is Team Dean versus oh. Team Jess versus Team Logan. Dean for sure. These are the love <laughs> no. interests. No, thank you, season one. <laughs> These are the love interests of uh, Rory Gilmore. Uh, and Rory's kind of the worst when it comes to boyfriends and treating them so and the way they treat her. Rory starts out from 16 and then she goes to college. So she has like, what, three? Is it three boyfriends over the Main span of ones. the show? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so there are teams. Like, are there fandoms... For each of these boyfriends? I believe so. So just to give you a little background, Dean Forrester is played by little baby Jared Padalecki. Oh, yeah. Aww. He's got little baby uh, golden archer's hair. It's yeah. kind of cute. I, I was like, oh, wait a minute. I, Dean has to leave this show at some point because Supernatural starts. And then he becomes Sam, not Dean, which is confusing. Very confusing. Yeah. And then you get uh, uh, Milo Ventimila uh, plays Jess but- Mariano. Zach? My, uh, my love and I'm... That's it. Uh, if you don't know him, uh, he played uh, Rocky Balboa's son in Rocky Balboa. And he's in Heroes. He was in Heroes. Peter Petrelli. Peter Petrelli, yeah. He's in this um, Is Us. This Is Us. That's what I was trying to think. Oh, yeah. That's probably the show that people yeah. actually know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Like some random show in 2005. Who is, who is Part of in, his top lip doesn't move. Who is he nope. in This Is Us? He's the dad. What's the dad's Jack. name? What? Jack. Thank you. He's Jack. Ladies say it's Jack. Milo Vinamilfum. And then you have Matt Searchy. Searchy? Sukri. Herman. Matt Sukri plays Logan Huntsberger, who is a. I should clarify, Dean is like the, the new kid in town, the boy that works at the grocery store. Uh, early crush. Jess is the bad boy who comes along, like you know Jesse's cousin and Saved by the Bell when he comes in. Oh yeah, runs. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you get Logan. <laughs> I get Hunts- it. Logan Huntsberger is like the kind of the uppity Huntsberger. Fr- yeah, it's a it's a family name and okay. he's known. Apparently, based off of a real like um, New York, like I, I don't know if they own the New York Times, but it's like a real family. That's yep. The o- Oaks Salzburg. Yeah. O- Oaks Salzburg. <laughs> But he's kind of the he's he's the one who tries to get Rory to come out of her shell uh-huh. in many ways because she's very timid. Rory is a very timid girl. But each of these has, you could say, pros and each of these has cons. And so I don't know if you guys have an opinion. So I've only seen the one season. And so when I was watching, I saw Jared Padalecki, who plays Dean. And they have this very high school relationship where I actually noticed a lot of red flags with him. Yeah, uh, he told Rory that he loved her, and when she did not say it back, he got really aggressive. Yep. Although my favorite part is when he kisses her first time, and she says thank you, and then and runs then off. Runs away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. With cornstarch. Yeah, she, she <laughs> stole so, cornstarch. She shoplifted cornstarch. Yep. So the girl I was watching this with, I was like, you know what? He has his issues, but I like him for her. I think Dean and Rory are good, and she gave me the worst look. <laughs> Anytime I say Team Dean, because I don't know what happens in the rest right. of the show. Yeah. Joel told me, and boy, do I hate Dean now. <laughs> you can hear Rory, too. 
Okay. Yeah, and can. I think, like I said, she's the worst, right? Joffrey and then Rory, somewhere like oh, as far as evil goes. Wow. Ouch. Who's worse? Joffrey. Joffrey. Mm. Joffrey. He got justice. I don't remember Rory murdering anybody. <laughs> yeah, severing heads and she yeah. doesn't do that. That'd be good writing. I'd watch that episode. <laughs> oh, of course you would. Okay, so Dean. Game of Gilmore. Are we all saying <laughs> Dean is a bad boyfriend? Okay, hold on, guys. I already have the theme song for Game of Gilmore. <laughs> La 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 Because they have these musical cues yep. the whole entire series where it's just someone's a girl strumming a woman strumming a guitar and just saying la 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 la. It's kind of background music. It's Every fun. single show ends with. We didn't even talk about the theme song. No, we didn't. On the road by Carol King. Carol King. I will. I will lead. Is that what if it's you called? Lead. If you lead. Yep. I, I do enjoy that song. I listen to it occasionally, but I usually hit the skip intro button. But ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding, anyway, ding, ding, ding. so Kent, you would say Team D just based on <laughs> well, look, you know, I, the O2? Honestly, probably Milo <laughs> because he has superpowers. Okay. Yeah. Dean is a walking red flag. He's handsome, yeah. but he's a he's, walking red flag. Well, to your point, you asked if he was a good boyfriend. I think he's a good first boyfriend for Rory. But like you said, he there are a lot of red flags. He gets jealous pretty easily. Okay. He's not very patient and or understanding and it seems like their story kind of ends mm -hmm. and then in later seasons when it picks up it's a very harsh story yeah for both characters yeah that they should have just closed that relationship off right I when it didn't work so. out the first time yes yes but then they pick it up and it, it's bad oh yeah, yeah. and yes. makes him and her bad yes, yes. okay it ruins both their characters their relationship in later seasons so you would say team Dean though, just because you don't uh, know I any can't, better. I can't. I can't stand by that because right. I know now. Yeah. Well, you what can. He does. It's fine. Zach, well, do you have an opinion? Uh, I'm team Jess because because he comes though, in in season two. Even though he also is as a bunch of red flags, he seems to be the only one that uh, challenged Rory like intelligently, right? Like, and he. Because he's a to, rebel, but he also loves books. He seems. He seems <laughs> to. Yeah. He seemed to be the the one that was. Ah, this sounds cheesy, but like seeing Rory the best, right? Like he would pay attention to her and he'd ask her questions about her. And that's initially where the the sort of love triangle thing came in. It's because she was dating Dean. And then this Jess guy comes along and is like, hey, do you guys ever talk about like books or anything? And he's like, no, Dean doesn't get any of the references or anything that we talk I about. I can't unthink of community when you mention Dean. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> say Dean. I'm team Dean. Dean. <laughs> yes. No, I, I think that... Even though Jess has, has problems, like I, I often wonder in the show, what if Rory had fully like just committed to one guy? All How right. would that have worked out? Depends on the guy. What if it was Jess? So Ken's team Dean, your team uh, Jess. Yes. Stop saying that. And Alicia, <laughs> I value your opinion more than anyone else at this table. Oh, thanks. I am also team Jess. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> while, honey, raise your hands. <laughs> while he is a rebel, I, he grows up the most and matures a lot and is a much better person. He writes a later. book. He does write a book. You know, I found out why he disappears from the show. They were going to do a spinoff show with him. Yep. And Which his family. They what? did one episode and I'm so glad they did not. Was do it bad? It was bad. Oh. It yeah. was not my favorite. I usually end up skipping that episode when I'm doing my rewatch, actually. Wow. Okay. So we have a uh, team Dean from Kent. Uh, team. <laughs> hate it. Team Jess from uh, you and or from I, sh I shouldn't just say you. you. Zach, Zach and Alicia. Team Jess from Honey. Jillian, do you have an opinion as well? Uh, team Jess. Jess. Team Jess. 
Okay. Can I change my vote? That no. means that Joel is Team Logan. <laughs> Tell no, me why. Means I'm Team Rory. Stay single oh. because I don't like any of her boyfriends. Every single one we of them. We haven't mentioned I the third. Stand. Logan. Okay. Logan, Logan, I thought was just kind of a jerk the whole time. And to he her. is yeah. the college boyfriend. Yeah, he's a college boyfriend. He's manipulative. There is some good moments. He always calls her Ace, which I hated. Yeah. And I just never got into their relationship. I thought just the the bad boy thing was so hokey. I never really liked him as a character, and I didn't. I didn't think he was. But he's so handsome. Though. He's handsome. <laughs> but whoa, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh, I like that. <laughs> if I had to pick, though, I would say Team Dean season two. Is Logan the longest standing boyfriend throughout the series? Team mm. do you, Team Dean season two. Team Dean season one and two. Team toxic masculinity. <laughs> no, just the fact that I, I can't stand what boyfriend. Dean, I mean, I, come I on. could not stand what Dean became. I cannot really stand Jess from the beginning. And while I think Rory was the best for Jess, I don't think Jess was the best for Rory. I bought you a car. Why won't you love me? <laughs> Are you That's talking to me? Gift. Is that yeah, from the show? So. Or yeah. Is that for me? Is your new car, car for me? me? I built you a car. Why won't you love me? Yeah, but I really, I cannot. Rory, as a character, starts off so innocent and fun. And by the reunion, like the, the what are the, what are the Gilmore Girls, A Day in the Life? A, a Year, year in, in the Life. life. We don't get to talk about that. No, but I no. absolutely hated Rory after watching that. Oh, yeah. Me too. I do think it's interesting that you have, I mean, going back to the original relationship of Lorelai and Rory, Rory gets to grow up seeing Lorelai date, mm-hmm. right? And so she should learn a lot of lessons and also make her own mistakes, Except right? Lorelai hasn't grown up. Okay. that's But that not that kind of interesting, though? Yeah. That these are two very flawed characters. Yes. And yes, Rory makes, I think maybe it sounds like more mistakes than Lorelai, yes. but they also get to see each other kind of almost be on the 16 years apart, but the same dynamic. I could see the good. This is once again, we're getting far into the weeds, but I don't want to give spoilers. All right. I can see the good in almost all of Lorelai's big relationships. I have the heart. I have a harder time seeing any good. in. Rory's Except for she never loved uh, Christopher, not Christopher. She never loved the teacher. Max. She, just she should have him. ended up with Max. She ghosted him. No. Yeah. Right. Weeds. <laughs> no, I'm in the weeds. No, it's, I was just talking about the show Weeds. Remember that one? Speaking of Laura, can I just, I, I, there's no place to throw this in. So I just have to explode it right now. I like this show because Lorelai has not one but two guys in her life that drive 65 Mustangs. <laughs> <laughs> Both Christopher and Max have Mustangs and it's great. That's why you like him. That's why you yes. say she's ended up with Max. Max has a, a hard top in Mr. Blue. Medina to you. Mr. Medina has a, 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 a blue hard top. Oh, and yeah. then yeah, I really respect people mean, have Mustangs in their life. You mean you mean Wolfie <laughs> oh. from 10th Kingdom? <laughs> Tell me because that's what, all I saw the whole you time. Didn't hear what Zach, uh, oh, I'm ignoring Kent. <laughs> <laughs> and then Christopher has a red convertible. That's great. Nice. That's what you notice. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's great. Do you guys notice that we're talking faster and faster as we talk about the show? (laughs) Anyway, Alicia, if you were to tell someone three episodes or so of which ones to watch. You guys have really been selling the fact that they're standalone episodes. You totally could. It will be better if you watch it from the beginning, but you can jump into any episode and almost enjoy it. So are there three episodes throughout or would it be the beginning? Um, Well, I mean, the pilot is a good place to start. Just because you're introduced to the town and the um, Lorelai's workplace and uh, Rory's, you know, getting into Chilton and all that. Um, I do have a couple of episodes that I think would be a good place to jump in as well. Season one, episode six, it's called Rory's Birthday Parties. So Rory going to Chilton, her grandma on Friday night dinners decides to throw Rory's birthday party. And she invites like all of her school mates, I should say, to come, even though she doesn't like any of her schoolmates because they're all jerks to her. Yeah, they Mm. call her Mary. 
So <laughs> Tristan. Yeah. So they throw this this party and Rory, you know, just has a terrible time. It's a very uppity party. Yeah. It's because um, it's at their mansion and like Emily caters it and all this stuff. And um, yeah, Rory just doesn't have a good time. And Emily gets mad that Rory doesn't have a good time that she put in all this effort. And then the next night, Lorelai throws Rory's birthday party and it's just the people from the town and it's much more chill. It, Rory's got a cake with her face on it and Suki's like got all of this amazing food and and Emily and Richard come to this birthday party. The grandparents come to the party. Uh-huh. And they get to see kind of where Lorelai's been living and just how like Because they'd never been there before never been that party. To, yeah, they had never been to Lorelai's house before that point. And Emily kind of is looking around the house and she goes up to Lorelai's bedroom at one point and she sees that Lorelai had broken her leg and was in a cast. There was a picture of um, Lorelai in her cast and uh, Emily didn't know about it. She didn't know she had broken her leg and it was anyway. She starts to realize that she was not in her daughter's life and it really hits her hard at that moment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think that's a good point to start because you get to see the tension that their relationship has throughout the whole show. I think that tension just kind of stays there. My next one is season two, episode four, which is called The Road Trip to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Zach, you know this? <laughs> Do you agree, Zach? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Lorelai and Rory decide to take a road trip to Harvard because that is where uh, Rory wants to go to college. And they go to um, this inn called the Cheshire Cat Inn. And basically, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. And it's what like happened? cheesy. It's cheesy and It's this weird. awful bed and breakfast yeah. where everybody who's staying at the bed and breakfast, like they're trying to assimilate you. They're like, <laughs> hey, let's go over to the window and watch this thing. Like, well, why are you leaving? Come have breakfast with us. And it's kind of creepy. Yeah. It's pretty hilarious. It's because it's, it's so anti the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, basically the episode is there because Lorelai is running away from something and uh, Rory like is trying to confront Lorelai about it at one point. I think, yeah, that's a good episode to show their dynamic too and just kind of where they are in their lives. And uh, when they go to Harvard, they kind of look at Rory's possible future. You know, they go to like a class and they go to a dorm room and uh, they're just kind of reminiscing and about what Rory's future could be. And then, but Lorelai is also thinking about what her future could have been had she not gotten pregnant with okay. Rory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a good episode to start with as well. Um, and then the last episode that I want to mention is episode three, or sorry, season three, episode 13, called Dear Richard and Emily. And this one is basically the premise. There's just like flashbacks. It's when, like a prequel almost. Yeah, kind of. Flashbacks to when Lorelai was 16 and she gets pregnant with Rory. So okay. it's the moments leading up to that. It's kind of, it shows a little bit of her and Chris in their relationship. And then flash forwards a little bit to when she finds out she's pregnant and their parents are trying to figure out what they want to do. And that's kind of when I think Lorelai decides that she doesn't want the life that they are planning out for her. So that's kind of the moment she decides she wants to run away to Stars Hollow. And uh, once again, I think that's another good dynamic show between Lorelai and Emily just to show their history but it also shows some good like current relationship uh, dynamics between them as well and how they're kind of repairing things as they're going okay. along yeah huh. those are some good choices thank you um, I was going to say, I, I, I'm glad you didn't steal any of mine. Okay, good. But I, I did say the pilot. I think the pilot episode really does hit the ground running. You get, you get an introduction to the characters and you get a feel for the show. And it's just, it's a fun episode to watch. 
I also chose uh, season three, episode seven. They shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Which is a reference to a random movie called They Shoot Horses, don't they? Um, but it's a dance marathon at the town. It's a 24-7 dance marathon. And Kirk always seems to win. And so Lorelai really wants to beat him this year. And it also, this is when uh, the Dean, Rory, and Jess thing kind of comes to a head. So there's yeah. a lot going on with that, too. Uh, but it's a fun episode to watch. Even if you don't really know what's going on, you can probably catch up and figure okay. it out. Uh, also, I chose, and the third one I chose was uh, season three, episode nine, a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving, which is when uh, Rory and Lorelai end That's up where they going, have KFC, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but they end up going to like four Thanksgivings. Yeah, yeah. Four, four Thanksgivings. They go to the Kims, which is Rory's f- friend. It's a very strict religious household. Uh, they go to Jackson and Suki's uh, Thanksgiving, which is kind of this, you know, ele- not, not elegant, but just delicious foods everywhere kind of thing. And, and uh, Luke and Jess who's Jess from the rebellious boyfriend is Luke's, I don't know if we mentioned this, but it's Luke's nephew. Yeah. And theirs is much more kind of low key. And then they go to the Gilmore's Richard and Emily's and have a fancy one. And so you get to see all these different families and how they interact with each other. So I thought it was a good sampler platter episode and it's hilarious too. It is drunk Suki. One of my favorite things. Yes. So there you go. There's some episodes to start out with, but I, I, really I, I do have some recommendations. Oh, you do? Well. Yeah, this is from my wife. Oh, okay. She also so <laughs> is so, she IMing you again? Yes, she is. <laughs> so uh, season two, episode four, the road trip to Harvard, which was mentioned. All right. Uh, the, I, I've actually seen this one, and it is um, it really is a good representation of their relationship and just like a let's go off and have this adventure and ignore our problems, which I'm I'm always down with. Uh, the other one that my wife said was season three, episode seven. They shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Yep. As well, because that's fun. Kirk uh, heavy episodes. Love those. Yep. I uh, I saw a piece of this and got quite emotional. This is season three, episode 22. Those are strings, Pinocchio. This is Rory's oh. graduation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like I, I haven't seen the episode, but I watched her speech and I got choked up for sure. And then the last one that uh, my wife says, which is season four, episode two, the Lorelai's first day at Redacted, which is uh, the college that she goes to. Not really. It's, I'm just, it's a spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it just, uh, it's about moving to the college that Rory goes to. She went to, to a prep school in, with the intent to go to Harvard. To go to does Harvard. She does up she? Mm-hmm. Um, moving to the college shows their deep connection between Lorelai and Rory. Also, there's fun banter with Luke and the truck. So sweet. So sweet. Yeah. There so there go. you go. Take There's all some recommendations. Like we said, yeah. you know, if you're taking notes, that's great. If not, just start at the beginning because those are some all good. I think everyone gave good episodes. So bravo. Everybody wins. We're all Everybody pretty. wins. Yay. But this is the end of the show where we like to give, shall we say, our testimony of why we think you should watch <laughs> mm-hmm. this show. And this is mostly going to be coming from me and Alicia. Yeah. Ken and Zach, if you, if you want to. So if, if I may start just real quick. I... I'm not the target audience for this show. What? Meaning I, I am not, I, I was not a 30 something mom. I was not a teenage girl when the show, when I watched this show. And yet I found so much joy from the beginning in watching this show unfold. I began to love the characters and want to see them more. I was uh, actually kind of, you know, thrilled when they said they were going to bring it back for the reunion, uh, the year in the life. We, we blew over that. Um, it's bad. Is it universally known as bad? Well, okay. I think most fans are most fans don't like it. Well, may, right? may I prep you that the the show itself doesn't really have an ending. Ending, it kind of just ends with a la 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 la, and the show's right. over. There's no like big thing at the end. So this this kind of does wrap up some loose ends, but also it just makes some characters worse. Yeah, and I think once the 
the series ended, I had this idea of what I thought the characters would be going off and doing, mm-hmm. and that did not happen in a year in the life. Well, so, yeah, did, exactly. okay. so did the showrunner, Amy Shyamalan. When it moved from the uh, WB to the CW, they actually got a whole new team of writers and got rid of the showrunner. And the showrunner... Yeah. Amy Schumer- oh, So Amy, we're saying yeah. Netflix has ruined everything. Well, <laughs> the rest so they, of they bring back Amy Hooserface. Yeah. And she's like, I had a vision of how the show would go. And uh, the, there were four words that were supposed to be said at the end of the show. Yes. And they weren't in the, the original run. And so they basically make this whole new season. It's, it's basically the rise of Skywalker, right? It's like, we're going to undo what oh. happened in the last one. And but still we'll, bad. Do it, we'll do it. I wouldn't way. put it that far down because I still, I, I was going to say it was fun to see the characters back, even though I didn't really like some of the storylines, but there were some storylines I did like. So I don't think that a, a year in the life is required viewing. No. If you're done with the, if you I was going to say, if you're done with the series and you're good, be good. Don't, yeah. don't watch a, a year. If you life. have your own endings for characters, let let's have yeah. those endings. Also, from what I hear, in the time away, Alexis Bledel got way worse at acting. <laughs> but back to my testimony, shall we? <laughs> yes. Uh, but it is it's fun to watch and actually like sit down and like not have any distractions and watch it. But it's mm-hmm. also a great background show as I'm uh, like working on something or cleaning up something or. You know, just doing stuff around the house. If this is playing, it's just fun to listen to because the, the dialogue, it's so dialogue heavy and that's where the story is. That's so many fun references in this show. Like they throw out constant pop culture and literary references. And just in the few episodes that I watched in preparation for this episode, I'm just going to read through the, the references that they made. Uh, Moby Dick, Willy Wonka, The Crucible, Rancid, Pink Moon, Marky Mark, Magnolia, The Cure, The Outsiders, Double yeah. Indemnity, The Miracle Worker, Kafka, Charo, The Omen, Psycho, Foo Fighters, Yoko Ono, and Macbeth. Just, just in the it's couple of like bacon cell, basically. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, uh, they did say, one, of, one, of the, one critic did mention that this, this show is some cross between Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Ulysses, which I was like, odd, but I like it. A <laughs> uh, question for the old people here. Do you watch with subtitles? Should I watch with yep. subtitles? I usually watch most of my shows with subtitles. Because I can't because, turn up the volume loud. Well, and also you don't want to miss any jokes, right? There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on. Sometimes those subtitles on Gilmore Girls, though, they don't keep up with <laughs> no. the yeah. actual... That's yeah, just, is it the whole page because they're talking so right. fast? They yeah, they like, lines. They edit, yeah, what Here's they actually say. a vague idea say. of yeah. what they say. Right, yeah. <laughs> and one other thing I want to bring up is just that I love the relationship between Lorelai and Rory. It is immature. It absolutely is. These these two both need to grow up a lot. Their but couple it, their couple name is Rorelai. <laughs> but I love the way they interact and joke with each other to the point where I'm like, I would love to have that kind of relationship with my kids where we can just banter really quickly back and forth and throw out references that we get. It's that inside kind of joke love that I enjoy. So I watched this kind of not really as a skeptic, but just kind of curious. And mm-hmm. I ended up loving it. And I absolutely will be rewatching the entire series again because I've already started binge watching it and I cannot stop now because I like it. <laughs> and you're saying everyone can enjoy this. I'm saying everyone can enjoy it. If okay. you open up your heart, you ice monster. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alicia, Alicia. Anything to add to that? Yeah. Just like what you were saying. It's for me, it's always been a comfort food show. I'm just, Anytime I'm like feeling sad or like, and I'm in between shows, I just, I will put on an episode of Gilmore Girls. It's very uplifting. Is yeah, this it is. your favorite show of all time? Um, I don't know that, um, yes. A dozen times. Yeah, I, that's true. A dozen times. Then at the you very have least, to say it's my favorite show, or, right? Oh, at the very least it's comfort food. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's like Joel said, it's a great background show. I like to watch it when I'm sick. And for the most part, I think this show 
besides maybe the fashion and the references, some Music of the references, references yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty timeless because it's more yeah. about the relationships and the characters than what's going on in the world. I do think it's nice that because the show is set where it is, there are still cell phones that exist. Not, not everybody not has Steiner. one. Yeah. But there are still cell phones, and so there's not some of the dramatic communication problems yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah, the, the pagers yeah. <laughs> were a thing. Yeah, Rory has a pager. It's right. Hollow is just a cute little town. Like, I would love to live in a little town like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all I have to say about it. So That's great. Yeah. So there you go. There's our, there's kind of our, our uh, testimonies, we, we call them, because we call these <laughs> missionary shows a lot of times. But uh, Kent, Zach, have we at all, like, tilted the scales anyway into enjoying the show a little more. I'm going to start season two pretty soon. I'll, I'll let you know how I feel. But you got to get a date first. Hey, man. Well, that, that would help. <laughs> I think season two is better than season one. Really? I do think it's it was good. Yeah. Because I tried to act... Get I honestly... Characters. And even during this show, I've tried to act tough. Like I'm the alpha male here when I'm clearly not. But here's the thing. The writing, it, it is catchy. Yeah. It's like a good hook. And I do think it all comes back to the original dynamic between Lorelai and Rory. And I think that really works. And, and don't think of this as like reality. This is not trying to be a real show. This is that kind of surreal Twin Peaks-ish. Like people don't really talk like this. People don't really act like this. There's some stuff that happens. You're like, okay, that would never happen in real life because the town's just quirky. But that's the whole point. This is a little elevated reality. And if you mm-hmm. think of it that way, it's maybe less annoying. Okay. So... But there you go. Let us know uh, what you think of Gilly Rose. If you're already a fan or if we maybe enticed you to watch an episode or two when you're on a date or with your wife or whatever. Uh, But Alicia, before we go, is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to here at the end? I just want to give a shout out to my parents, Brian and Angela, who are both avid fans of Bacon Sale as oh, well. Hey. Yeah. And Gilmore Girls. And Gilmore, well, my mom, Gilmore <laughs> Girls, yeah. <laughs> Don't think my dad's ever seen an episode. And I would like to give a shout out to Jillian for coming with me tonight. Woo-hoo! She's hey, Jillian. the favorite sister, who's my only sister, but she's the best sister <laughs> in the world. Oh, that's fun. That's great. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for joining us. But yeah, let us know on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We want to hear from you. But before we go, we want to thank some of our patrons in a couple of categories, including the I Am The Listener tier, which includes Ryan and Marley, Lady Terry A. Finley, Sean Sanquist, Alicia Bass, Braden Winterton, Chris Drought, Jennifer Kukowski, Adam and Rachel Crump, Scott Sprague, Sir and Madam Hicks, Glowclan Daniel, Rocky and Steph, Andrew in the Dark, Shannon West, Debbie Foster, Casey Cummings, and Jake the Cooler King Swallow. I must say, after our Gilmore Girls show, I feel encouraged to read these quickly. Yeah. That was one take. <laughs> yeah. And then on our baking council, we have Nicole sitting in the sin bin hail, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite, Ross, baking council member Kyler, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Beaker, Pants, Allison Gall, and Josh. Thanks, patrons. Thank, Thank you, you patrons. patrons. We appreciate you. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing Quickwits. They perform at the Vimmel Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to QDOBcom.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to share your opinions about Gilmore Girls with me, you can do so either at Blake's Barbershop, where uh, I'm taking appointments for haircuts. But that's for guys, so I'm probably not going to get too many of those. Uh, or you can reach out to me on social media, uh, Tumbling Mustard on Twitter and Instagram. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Like that Facebook page and go to at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, stop by tpublic.com slash bacon sale, where you can get yourself a bunch of fun merch, including, get this, t-shirts. 
Wow. Weird. Wow. Weird. Tpublic.com slash bacon sale. And then if you like what's going on here and you want to support the show further, go to patreon.com slash bacon sale, where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get mostly weekly when I'm not going on vacation, bacon bits. You get behind the scenes notes, pictures of the various weird things we've been doing lately. We just posted some pictures of us uh, visiting the first KFC. Because, yeah, that, why wouldn't you want to see that? Patreon.com slash bacon sale. <laughs> So until next time, because I love you, you idiot. Canadian North Calgary. That's worked well for kids Closest, in the past. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> too soon. Aaron Sorkin says, shut up, kids. Pest <laughs> does not have Bluetooth, by she the way. There is very little difference between the characterization of Rory Gilmore and Walter White. I'm married. Every once in a while during the show, I'm going to need to turn around so she can give me my opinion. It's like a happy, less murdery version of Twin Peaks. Finger licking good. Yeah, Kent. No co- oh my gosh, oh, Alicia! Oh, oh. When does Alexander Skarsgård come to town? But Suki uh, is... It's come on, if that's not her mom. No. <laughs> her mom. <laughs> But still, yeah. no, oh. <laughs> no. You're thinking of Suzanne Summers. That's it. You're trying, but you're weird. Yeah. And yeah. every time he comes into town, family friendly. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, cut that out. <laughs> that got weird. I got cast in Gilmore Girls. You, so I want a little more emotion for this next one. Did you practice? Because you I were, did practice. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I ruined the art. Because he's a rebel, but he also loves books. He's but he's so handsome. Though. He's handsome. But why will you love me? I'm hiding. Hello, I'm right here. <laughs>